Last night was the debate, the vice presidential debate, obviously, between Mike Pence and Tim Kaine, uh, the governor and the senator, Pence obviously being Donald Trump's running mate and Kaine being Hillary Clinton's. Pence a Republican on the right, Kaine a Democrat on the left. And I say that, like I mentioned yesterday, because 40 percent of people polled didn't know who the running mates were. Now, that's kind of mind-blowing to people like me who are, according to my producers, in the bubble, right, all the time. Anyway, it was a feisty VP uh, debate. Senator Tim Kaine, a Democrat from the state of Virginia, Governor Mike Pence, Republican from the state of Indiana, they repeatedly threw each other on the defensive, owing their running mate's policies and character at the vice presidential debate last night. It was held in Farmville, Virginia. It was very aggressive right from the start, asserting the thought of Donald Trump as commander-in-chief scares us to death. Um, Probably it scares Mike Pence, too, because it seemed like he was outlining his plan for running for 2020 because he didn't even agree, uh, you know, with uh, the guy that he's sticking up for. Pence often looked down and shook his head uh, slightly in the face of attacks on Trump. Kane tended uh, to interrupt and talk over Pence a lot. I honestly did not feel that served him well. I think even The Washington Post said Pence won. I, I would say for the demeanor, Pence won. And I would say that Pence was a hell of a lot more presidential than Donald Trump. But Pence did sometimes show a deafness that Trump lacked at his debate last week. I think we can all agree on that. He offered voters a face of the GOP that wasn't overly dark and wasn't overly angry, as Trump often has been in this race. Now, neither candidate made massive errors, according to Fact Check. They met the baseline test of not doing any harm to the top of the ticket. Uh, In Trump's case, that's more difficult. That's a higher bar. Pence uh, trotted nicely over it, and that's not easy to do. Kane appeared far different from his usual laid-back self. I really, I was like, who is this guy at the beginning? Uh, Kane is a Catholic who personally opposes abortion, but has consistently voted in favor of abortion rights. And here's an example of a politician putting their personal feelings aside, which, by the way, Mitt Romney said when he ran for governor of Massachusetts, that as a Mormon, he was pro-life. But running for governor, he was pro-choice. And then when he ran for president, he flipped back again. But anyway, uh, he said, why doesn't Donald Trump trust women to make this choice for themselves? And pointed to Trump's assertion that women should face punishment for abortion. Trump later walked back on that. And Pence denied that he said it altogether. But Kane correctly pushed his point. Let's listen to some of the things that took place last night. Now, first of all, it was revealed by the New York Times that... It looks like for an 18-year period that Donald Trump claimed 916 approximately billion dollars of loss and didn't pay any taxes and that this would have been perhaps over an 18-year period. And I say perhaps and we don't know because he has not and will not release his tax returns. And this is something, by the way, a lot of Trump people want him to do and certainly non-Trump people. And I would imagine some that are undecided. There was an argument that took place between Tim Kaine and Mike Pence last night about Trump's tax returns. Take a listen. Cut one. With all due respect, the uh, question was about whether it seems fair to you that Mr. Trump said he brilliantly used the laws to pay as little tax as legally possible. Well, this is probably the difference between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and Senator Kaine. I mean, I mean Hillary Clinton and Senator Kaine, and, and, and God bless you for it, career public servants, that's great. Donald Trump is a businessman not a career politician. He actually built a business. Those tax returns that were that came out publicly this week showed that he, he faced some pretty tough times 20 years ago. But like virtually every other business, including the New York Times not too long ago, he used what's called net operating loss. We have a tax code, Senator, 
that actually is designed to encourage entrepreneurship. But why won't country. he release his tax return? Well, we're answering the question about about uh, the business thing. Is he, I, I do his, want to come his back tax on this, return, but... His tax returns that, that showed he went through a very difficult time, but he used the tax code just the way it's supposed to be used, and he did it brilliantly. How do you know he that? You haven't seen a runway because he's created a business that's worth billions of dollars to How do you know that? And with regard to paying taxes, this whole riff about not paying taxes and people saying he didn't pay taxes for years. Donald Trump has created tens of thousands of jobs, and he's paid payroll oh, taxes, sales about taxes, uh, Senator, I'm going to give you about 30 taxes. seconds to the respond, and I have a question on Hillary social security. Hillary is going to raise taxes, and Governor, Donald Trump and I are going to cut them. Donald Trump started this campaign in 2014. He said, if I run for president, I will absolutely release my taxes. He's broken his he first will. He's broken his first promise. Second, he stood on he the stage last week. He, he, he stood on the stage last week, and when Hillary said, you haven't been paying taxes, he said, that makes me smart. So it's smart not to pay for our military. It's smart not to pay for veterans. It's smart not to pay for teachers. And I guess all of us who do pay for those things, I guess we're stupid. And the last thing I'll say Senator, is this. Senator, do you take the, the all the deductions thing, that you're entitled the, to? The last thing I want to ask Governor Pence is I do. This. Governor Pence had to give Donald Trump his tax returns to show he was qualified to be vice president. Donald Trump must give the American public his tax returns to show that he's qualified to be president. Uh, uh, and yeah. he's breaking his promise. Okay, now th- th- this is an example of I think where the interruption was necessary. And I have to say, I'm, I'm not trying to be like the picky, whiny liberal or anything. I, I hope you don't feel that way about me. Um, but I have to say, I can't remember the exact question, but I was in the car uh, listening, and then I came home and you know I had it taped, so I was able to you know chime in. Uh, but I was sitting in my driveway, and I remember when. There was one question that was posed in which Mike Pence went on for what seemed like more than two minutes, and Tim Kaine did not seem to get to have his full two minutes. I was very, I was curious to see the clock on that. Uh, Mark, Andrew, did you guys uh, have any moment where you felt that way that you know it wasn't there wasn't even Stephen with? Uh, I thought time? as the debate went on, I think initially what people were talking about with Kane interrupting, I think happened more initially, and then it seemed like they both honestly did it for a while. So I did notice that, you know, and it seemed like also Kane, I thought actually answered the questions that the moderator asked more, like about social. Social Security, terrorism, or even that question right there, that clip starts with right. Lane And he says, we're answering, right, we're answering, I'm interrupting you now. We're yeah. answering that business thing. Yeah, the moderator <laughs> should have said, I didn't ask you about Correct. the business. I would love to be a moderator. I would be on it. I would I would bring my biatch with me. I would be on it. I would love to do that. All right. Well, speaking of not answering questions, I really didn't feel that this was answered because Pence had a very different take on Putin and Russia than the guy he's running with. Has he been listening to Donald Trump? Here's Kane and Pence clashing on Russia and Trump's praise of Putin. By the way, Pence's former praise of Putin got to. You've got to be tough on Russia. So let's start with not praising Vladimir Putin as a great leader. Donald Trump and Mike Pence have said he's a great leader. And Donald Trump has, no, bus- we has, business, dealings, has business dealings with Russia that he refuses to disclose. Hillary Clinton has gone toe-to-toe with Russia. She went toe-to-toe with Russia as Secretary of State to do the New START agreement to reduce Russia's nuclear stockpile. She's had the experience doing it. She went toe-to-toe with Russia and lodged protests when they went into Georgia. And we've done the same thing about Ukraine, but more than lodging protests, we've put punishing economic sanctions on Russia that we need to continue. 
Donald Trump, on the other hand, didn't know that Russia had invaded the Crimea. Oh, that's nonsense. He, he, he was on a TV show a couple months back, and he said, I'll guarantee you this, Russia's not going into the Ukraine. And he had to be reminded that they had gone into the Crimea two years before. He Hillary, Hill, Hillary, Hillary Clinton has gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with Russia to work out a deal on New START. She got them engaged in a meaningful way to cap Iran's nuclear weapons program, and yet she stood up to them on issues such as Syria and their invasion of Georgia. You've got to have the ability to do that, and Hillary does. On the other hand, in Donald Trump, you have somebody who praises Vladimir Putin all the time. There, America should really wonder about a President Trump who had a campaign manager with ties to Putin, pro-Putin elements in the Ukraine, who had to be fired for that reason. They should wonder, when Donald Trump is sitting down with Vladimir Putin, is it going to be America's bottom line, or is it going to be Donald Trump's bottom line that he's going to be worried about with all of his business dealings? Now, this could be solved if Donald Trump would be willing to release his tax returns, as he told the American <laughs> public that he would do. And I know he's laughing at this, but every president well, what's it got to do with Russia? Every president since Richard Nixon has done it, and Donald Trump has said, I'm doing business with Russia, the only way the American public will see whether he has no, a conflict he of hasn't interest. Said that. Senator, he, he uh, has. time Excellent. is up. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because he goes, What does that have to do with Russia? Are you paying attention? He was talking about one thing, and just like you, Pence, he went to another. But anyway, Kane uh, uh, criticized Trump a lot last night. And uh, one of the things he criticized, and um, he uh, honestly, I think, he even could have spent more time on it, was the insult driven campaign Trump is running. Cut three. And I just want to talk about the tone that's set from the top. Donald Trump during this campaign is called Mexicans rapists and criminals. He's called women slobs, pigs, dogs, disgusting. I don't like saying that in front of my wife and my mother. He attacked an Indiana-born federal judge and said he was unqualified to hear a federal lawsuit because his parents were Mexican. He went after John McCain, a POW, and said he wasn't a hero because he'd been captured. He said African-Americans are living in hell, and he perpetrated this outrageous and bigoted lie that President Obama is not a U.S. citizen. If you want to have a society where people are respected and respect laws, you can't have somebody at the top who demeans every group that he talks about. And I just, again, I cannot believe that Governor Pence will defend the insult-driven campaign that Donald Trump has run. And honestly, behind closed doors, I, I don't think that he does, I mean, quite frankly. Um, and uh, one of the things that I don't think that Pence could do as well was tout uh, Trump's accomplishments because he seemed to be laying the work, groundwork for his own campaign. But Kane, I felt, was good at touting Clinton's accomplishments when she was Secretary of State. I also thought it was disrespectful that Pence would call Trump Mr. Trump but wouldn't refer to her as either Mrs. Clinton or Secretary Clinton. Uh, this is uh, Tim Kaine touting Hillary Clinton's accomplishments when she was Secretary of State. Cut four. When Hillary Clinton became Secretary of State, Governor Pence, do you know that Osama bin Laden was alive? Yes. Do you know that we had 175,000 troops deployed in the battlefield in Iraq and Afghanistan? Do you know that Iran was racing toward a nuclear weapon and Russia was expanding its stockpile? Under Secretary Clinton's leadership, she was part of the national team, public safety team, that went after and revived the dormant hunt against bin Laden and wiped him off the face of the earth. She worked to deal with the Russians to reduce their chemical weapons stockpile. She worked a tough negotiation with nations around the world to 
eliminate the Iranian nuclear weapons program without firing a eliminate shot. Eliminate the Iranian nuclear a weapons program. Absolutely, without firing a shot. And instead of 175,000 American troops deployed overseas, we now have 15,000. Right. Wow. How much time do I have, guys? Because we got a lot and I want to get a few in here. Um, okay. Uh, let's uh, take the next one um, because th- this it, this is something – you know, we have seen, you know, we see more and more lone wolf attacks even in the past 24 hours. Here's Tim Kaine on why Trump is dangerous and really is no plan, real plan to fight terrorism. Cut five. Donald Trump can't start a Twitter war with Miss Universe without shooting himself in the foot. Donald Trump doesn't have a plan. He said, um, I have a secret plan. And then he said, um, I know more than all the generals about ISIL. And then he said, I'm going to call the generals to help me figure out a plan. And finally, he said, I'm going to fire all the generals. He doesn't have a plan. But he does have dangerous ideas. Here's four. He trash talks the military. The military is a disaster. John McCain's no hero. The generals need all to be fired, and I know more than them. He wants to tear up alliances. NATO is obsolete and will only work together with Israel if they pay big league. Third, he loves dictators. He's got kind of a personal Mount Rushmore. Uh, Vladimir Putin, Kim Jong-un, Muammar Gaddafi, and Saddam Hussein. And last and most dangerously, Donald Trump (laughs) believes, Donald Trump believes that the world will be safer if more nations have nuclear weapons. He said Saudi Arabia should get them, Japan should get them, Korea should get them. And when when he was confronted with this and told, wait a minute, Terrorists could get those. Proliferation could lead to nuclear war. Here's what Donald Trump said, and I quote, Go ahead, folks. Enjoy yourselves. I'd love to hear Governor Pence tell me what's so enjoyable or comical about nuclear war. Well, we're going to be taking a break, but I want to get your calls at 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. What were your main takeaways from last night's vice presidential debate? Pick up the phone and join me. You didn't have to watch the whole thing. Maybe you just heard some clips right now. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, CNN had a VP debate poll revealing that despite viewers saying Pence won the debate 48 to 42 percent, when asked who defended their candidate better, Kane crushed Pence 58 to 35. Perhaps most importantly, by a margin of 29 to 18, voters who watched the debate were more likely to vote for Hillary. Did that sum it up for you? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And do you agree with me that Pence was setting the groundwork for 2020 since he consistently refused to defend Trump after Kane brought up his worst remarks again and again, being that he did not agree with Trump on Russia? On Putin, on the ban on Muslims, on immigration. He did not agree with Trump, and I think Trump's even PO'd about it today. Do you agree with me that Pence was all about Pence, not about Trump? In other words, Pence is hoping Trump will win, but whether he does or not, he plans to run in four years. 888 Leslie, 888-653-7543. Why didn't Kane or even the moderator bring up Pence's Indiana bill that made it legal for businesses to discriminate against the LGBT community? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Also, there are reports out today of problems in Indiana with voter fraud 
and with health care. Why didn't anybody bring that up? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Donald Trump started his campaign two years ago. He said he would release his taxes. He's yet to do so. Was Tim Kaine right to keep harping and pressing on that issue during the debate last night? Or was it a distraction for you? And is it something you don't care about? Or you don't think Trump will ever do, so you got to let it go. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Mike Pence, by the way, did show his taxes. He had to show them to Donald Trump in order to show he's qualified to be VP. Trump still hasn't shown his taxes to the American people to show he's qualified to be the P, the president. Was Pence unable to defend Trump effectively last night on that point and others? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Pick up the phone and join me. Tweet me by following me at Leslie Marshall. More after this. There must be some kind of way out of here. And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Let's get to those calls talking about the vice presidential debate last night. Um, also uh, want you to know that Geico uh, has been saving. Let me see. I'm saying it all wrong here. I'm saying it all wrong. I'm so bad. I'm so bad. Let's do that again. Redo. Hey, this is Leslie Marshall. Good afternoon. And did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance at Geico.com? I can't do everything from memory. Anyway, we are back. Let's go to your calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. We're talking about last night's debate. Who do you think won? Who did you think lost? Takeaways? Did it change everybody's mind? Do you feel that, uh, you know, Kane... uh, defended his candidate more and do you feel that and agree with me that pence was pretty much campaigning for himself because he did not uh defend or even agree with donald trump with regard to russia putin uh it would seem immigration um and uh, even a ban on muslims almost denied that donald trump even said these things let's go to the calls Eight 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 six. leslie is the number diana nithica give us a buzz back girlfriend you are up first here on the only true democracy in talk radio let's go to virginia line two on tune in with ishmael uh, listening on tune in ishmael good afternoon leslie thank you so much for taking my call i will pay to to watch you to be uh, a moderator ah outstanding <laughs> Um, I was so proud of my senator. I think he did his job. I was so proud of him. I don't know if you saw it in the debate. Several times my experience tried to change the subject, but Kane kept just kept on coming back to the same issue that why you should now vote for Donald Trump. And, um, and, I, and I was so proud of him. I want to ask you something, being from Virginia, when you look at the polls, even though Hillary Clinton has uh, you know, taken a lead over Trump in battleground states like yours, you're only talking about, depending on what poll you look at, you know, a small amount, like 1% or 1 point something a percent. Why do you think she's not doing better in Virginia? Well, Virginia, And especially because that's Tim Kaine's state. It's Tim Kaine's state, but, but Virginia probably can go both ways. I mean, it, it, it's still heavily Republican, but it's also is kind of somewhat in Northern Virginia is really very, very Democrat. And and if you look at the state, it's almost like split in the half. From where I am, Manassas, further down, is heavily Republican. If you go up closer to Washington... No, no, D.C., I know. In the northern areas outside, the, you know, exactly. inside that Beltway area outside of D.C., yeah, I get it, but isn't isn't I thought Kane was pretty popular, you know, even among, you know, Republicans, especially those who are more moderate. It is, and he's still very popular, and I think really, really it's gonna, Virginia's going to go for, 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 for Hillary, no doubt. I, I, I have no doubt. You know, she even stopped campaigning in here, you know, running ads and things like that. But I really think that she, Virginia will go to um, 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 Hillary, no doubt. And it's just these polls, you know, I don't know what to make of these polls, you know, but I really think that she's going to go, uh, that Virginia will go for um, Hillary. 
Okay, I hope you're right. I hope you're. Uh, yeah, I hope you're right. And uh, we need uh, her to take those states, especially the ones that Barack Obama had in the past. Thank you, Ishmael. Yeah, uh, continuing with the calls, eight 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 six Leslie is the number. Um, let's go to Michael in the Bronx, line three. Greetings, Leslie. Hey. First off, I don't know why polls are saying that Pence won um, the debate because. If people were looking at the debate, and granted, I have to go back and review and relook at it, but from what I've seen, yes, both of them were talking over one another, but Pence was the first one to start interrupting. Pence cannot stick to the issue at hand presented by the moderator. He wants to um, change the subject. He wants to change the narrative. And then he can he cannot even stick to facts and stick to the truth. Everything every time it came something up about Trump, he was always dismissive. He said, "Oh, that's not true. That's not true." And finally, Kane had to say, "All you have to do is go to the tape. What have I always been saying? Go to the video. Go to the audio." And you know, Trump is on record. So either Pence doesn't know what he's talking about, or as you said in so many words, he's being somewhat like Sarah Palin out for himself as a VP nominee, or he's just a blasted liar. And it's like, how can someone win a debate if they cannot stick to facts and stick to the truth? That's what the people want. When you go back to the 60s or 70s um, detective shows, what do you always say? What do you always hear? Just a fact, sir. Just a fact, ma'am. Well, one of the things that bothered me that Penn said last night is, oh, yeah, you can cite all those, you know, facts and figures. And it's like, yeah. Because <laughs> those are, I mean, are those numbers, all those figures. And it's like, yeah, because those are facts. And, you know, it's some, I thought Pence was very patronizing and demeaning when Tim Kaine said one one candidate wants you to, get, you know, wants to fire you and the other wants to hire you. And even though we may have used that before, Hillary uses, you know, deal me in with the woman card over and over. And the second or third time she said it, I thought, oh, but you know what? Now the audience is saying it with her. And um, I use a, a phrase when I give a talk. And you know what? Historically, people remember the, the, those one-line zingers. And, and people might think sitting there, Trump will fire me and he won't create jobs. Hillary will hire me and create jobs. And if somebody is thinking about the economy, which most voters are, and jobs within the umbrella of the economy, I think that actually can be very strong. But to me, it was the way Pence uh, spoke to Kane. Uh, you know, regarding I regarding that, I, I thought he, I thought, I thought Pence spoke down his nose uh, to to Kane. But let me tell you this, Michael. I understand why some people felt that Pence won. Okay, and quite frankly, visually, Pence looks like a politician. Okay, he's got the short hair, not a hair out of place, and Tim Kane looks more like he's on the Bernie train. Quite frankly, which should appeal, quite frankly, to those who are, you know, still hoping for Bernie to come back or looking. And at I got Johnson. an answer. For that. Look at a Johnson or Stein. Okay, one. Two, I don't think – I think the person that interrupts the most this time around we're seeing ends up being viewed as the person who didn't perform as well. In the first debate between the presidential candidates, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, she rarely interrupted. She stood there patiently. She was calm, very professional, dare I say presidential. And, you know, he started to go off the rails. And even though Tim Kaine was not going off the rails, the perception – remember, one's perception – is one's uh, reality. And even though Pence was lying many times when he said Trump didn't say that, if Kane had not interrupted, and then when it was his turn, quickly cited the facts, as Hillary did, 
I think he might have uh, come out the winner. But I, I wasn't very I wasn't very surprised. I didn't think like I thought Hillary handed, you know, Trump a loss. Uh, I mean, I thought she beat him badly. I didn't see anybody beating anybody badly. And even the polls showed, um, you know, it was uh, it wasn't like, you know, oh, 80, 20 or 60, 40, like we saw with Hillary in Trump the first time around. It was, you know, 40 some percent, you know, versus 40, you know, 40 some percent or, you know, 50 percent versus 46 percent. It was very, very close. But I need to remind everybody regarding that part, Leslie, if you go back um, to the 2012 campaign, all right, it was Mitt Romney against President Obama. And the first debate, Romney kept interrupting Obama, and then the right wings wanted to declare Romney as the big winner, all right? Next was the vice presidential debate, and Ryan, it was um, Paul Ryan, Romney's um, running mate, versus um Vice President Biden. And then when Ryan tried to throw in a couple of false talking points, that's when Vice President Biden got on top of it and was not about to let the debate be controlled by absolute falsehoods. And then here we have in 2016 pretty much a, a deja vu. And that's- I, I don't agree at all. No, I, I, I don't agree. I think beyond apples and oranges. I'm sorry, but. Tim Kaine is no Joe Biden, and that is no, no disrespect. They're very that. different people. Joe Biden, in my opinion, um, ate Paul Ryan for lunch, breakfast, and dinner. He wiped the floor with him, and the reason was <laughs> Joe Biden was so knowledgeable. He was so uh, he was so comfortable, not just in his own skin, but with the years of experience under his belt. He schooled. He lo- it looked like a man. And a boy, and 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 it, it honestly that debate stood out, and I think that debate moved uh, the the needle and probably moved more votes for Barack Obama than Tim Kaine did for Hillary last night, or Mike Pence did for uh, Donald Trump. Michael, good talking to you, but I got to get some more calls. Eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three is the number. Let's go to Elise in Virginia, line four, listening on iHeartRadio. Elise, and remember, guys, when we finish with a call, your cue to call through. I want to hear how you felt the VP debate went last night. Who won? Who lost the takeaways? Will it make a difference? Things you liked, things you didn't, things maybe you thought they should have covered that they didn't. Let's go to Elise. Elise, thank you for calling. Hello, Elise. Is Elise there? Okay, we'll go back can to Can you hear me? Her. Hi, Elise. Yes, I can. Oh, okay. Um, so I think that the purpose of what King was doing uh, was not um, to uh, specifically win that debate, but to set up the bar for Trump to fail. Um, because now, um, anytime Trump interrupts, you can play um, Kelly Conway's soundbite about how it's uh, rude and sexist to interrupt a woman. And wow. um, interesting. And you know, Trump is going to have to act. As, as presidential as he can be, and you know that he's not going to live up to um, Pence's act. It, it's just impossible. So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, um, we now have uh, Latinos once again up in arms over the Mexican thing. Hey, can I tell you something? I have never yeah. seen a party try so hard 
to piss off and lose the fastest growing segment of the voter population in America. That Mexican thing, and I'm sorry, that showed a piece of Mike Pence's true colors, which we already know when we look at the LGBT uh, discriminatory legislation that was passed in that state. Yeah. We, well, yeah, we, yeah, we did. Thank you. Thank you. We have that. Take a take a take a take a listen because uh, we do have uh, that quickly here. In case you missed it, from the gospel, great line from the gospel. Of but but from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. When Donald Trump says women should be punished or Mexicans are rapists and criminals, I'm telling or John McCain's not a hero, he is showing you who he is. Senator, you, you, you whipped out that Mexican thing again. He look. Can you defend it? Yeah, I, I was again. so incredibly insulted, as you can imagine, many other people were. Are you, and, you're, you're, uh, a, you're, you're a Latina? Yes. And that is... Can, 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 wait, can, can you explain, can, can you explain for, to people that don't understand why it's offensive that he said that and said that in that way? Can you explain to folks listening why that is, Elise? Well, it's because um, the Trump campaign... Uh, is constantly trying to reduce um, uh, Mexicans um, on both sides of the border, whether they're legal or not, um, to uh, objects, to things. You know, just as he, you know, just as women are objects to him, minorities are also objects. Um, the Mexican thing, the blacks that like him, right? The Chinese, you know, we are... We are people. And, uh, you, you know, I've heard him say, like, the blacks love me. Has he ever said, I love black people, I have high respect for them? No, I don't think so. And he certainly hasn't said it about Hispanics. At least I'm sure you were familiar with the That Mexican Thing uh, uh, trending on Twitter today. Uh, are you familiar with Oh, yeah. And I put on there, you know, fat shaming question mark, Miss Housekeeping, question mark. Um, I said, um, you know, and, and then I said, all, uh, they don't send us their best, question mark, racist, question mark, murderous, question mark. Um, and, and, and that's what leads into it, that people don't understand that over and over and over, this man and this party just do not get it. That, no. I, I mean, I, I'm sorry, even if they're lying, pretend better than this. Well, I, I think that Donald Trump is addicted to uh, people adoring him. That's called narcissism, and, so and I would he agree. Goes, he goes with whoever screams the loudest, and the people that scream the loudest are the white supremacists. So that's what he plays to. Okay, thank you. Elise, anything else? Um, nope. Uh, I, you know, I hope. Hillary wins. I'm getting more confident as the days go by, simply because they can't stop alienating us, and they're driving more of us to the polls. You know what? Good for that. The <laughs> polls aren't there. It's where it's the the Hispanic population has to get out and represent. The black population did. African Americans did during the Obama, uh, you know, his first um, you know run for the presidency. Uh, the Latino community. I, as a white chick, am counting on all of you.
I really am. I really am counting okay. on the Latino, the Hispanic population <laughs> representing uh, in showing up on November 8th. We have the highest number of Latino registrations, uh, especially millennials, and they are not registered as Democrat or Republican. They need to come out. They need to vote and make your vote count because it's either going to be a Democrat or Republican, at least right now, the way the system is. Thank you, Elise, for your call. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more with you. If you're holding, hang on. You want to join us, line available, because when I just finished with a call, like I said, your cue to call through. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Back in a moment. We're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Before we take some more calls, want to give you some uh, more uh, clips. Um, and uh, this is Tim Kaine drawing the difference between Hillary's economic plan and Trump's, since the economy is number one to most voters. Elaine, on the economy, there's a fundamental choice for the American uh, electorate. Do you want a your hired president in Hillary Clinton, or do you want a your fired president in Donald Trump? I think that's not such a hard choice. Hillary and I have a plan that's on the table that's a your hired plan. Five components. First thing we do is we invest in manufacturing, infrastructure, and research in the clean energy jobs of tomorrow. Second thing is we invest in our workforce, from pre-K education to great teachers to debt-free college and tuition-free college for families that make less than $125,000 a year. Third, we promote fairness by raising the minimum wage so you can't work full-time and be under the poverty level, and by paying women equal pay for equal work. Fourth, we promote small business growth, just as we've done in Virginia. To make it easier to start and grow small businesses, Hillary and I each grew up in small business families. My dad, who ran an iron-working and welding shop, is here tonight. And fifth, we have a tax plan that targets tax relief to middle-class individuals and small businesses and ask those at the very top who've benefited as we've come out of recession to pay more. The Trump plan is a different plan. It's a you're fired plan, and there's two key elements to it. First, Donald Trump said wages are too high. And both Donald Trump and Mike Pence think we ought to eliminate the federal minimum wage. Mike Pence, when he was in Congress, voted against raising the minimum wage above $5.15. And he has been a one-man bulwark against minimum wage increases in, in Indiana. The second component of the plan is massive tax breaks for the very top. Trillions of dollars of tax breaks for people just like Donald Trump. The problem with this, Elaine, is that's exactly what we did 10 years ago, and it put the economy into the deepest recession, the deepest recession since the 1930s. Independent analysts say the Clinton plan would grow the economy by 10.5 million jobs. The Trump plan would cost 3.5 million jobs. And Donald Trump, why would he do this? Because his tax plan basically helps him, and if he ever met his promise, and he gave his tax returns to the American public like he said he would, we would see just how much his economic plan is really a Trump first plan. Uh, very, very true. Very true. Guys, do we have time for one more or no? Okay, here's Kane on Trump's immigration plan. He's trying to fuzz up what Donald Trump has said. When Donald Trump spoke in Phoenix, he looked the audience in the eye and he said, no, we're building the wall and we're deporting everybody. He said, quote, they will all be gone. They will all be gone. And this is one of these ones where you can just go to the tape on it and see what Donald Trump has said. And to add to it, and to add to it, and to add to it, we are a nation of immigrants. Mike Pence and I both are descended from immigrant families. Some things, you know, maybe weren't said so great about the Irish when they came. But we've, we've, we've done well by absorbing immigrants, and it's made our nation stronger. When Donald Trump says Mexicans are rapists and criminals, Mexican immigrants, when Donald Trump says about your judge, who's your judge? He said that Judge Curiel was unqualified, 
unqualified to hear a case because his parents are Mexican. I can't imagine how you could defend that. I guess you can hear me. I was going to say, let me just say this on the air, that honestly, at times like that, I thought that was Kane's strength. I really did. I thought when he... He just calmly and had a very like, you know, hey, we're sitting around a backyard barbecue way of explaining things like, no, 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 just wait. We're wishing, wait, we're waiting to immigrants, blah, blah. I think he would have won hands down without the interrupting. And if he had just stayed like that the whole night, honestly, uh, via the polls. Uh, Anyway, how much time do we have, guys? Because I don't want to cut people off. We're out of time. You can call tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. I hope you'll be with us. Thank you to Marky Mark and Andrew, my great crew. Thanks all of you for listening. And if you watch me on TV on Fox, I'll be on tomorrow on Happening Now at 1.30 p.m. Eastern on Fox News Channel. Check it out. Have a great afternoon or evening. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time, you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery.